0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kings Word Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kings Word Everywhere Nigeria. Father, we give you praise. We bless your holy name. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for all your benefits in our lives. And we know it's because of you that we are here today. We return all the praise and all the glory to you. For all of your help, all of your mercy, all of your favor that we enjoy day after day. And we give you the praise because you are ever faithful, you are ever dependable. We celebrate you once again tonight. And we say take all the praise, take all the glory in the name of Jesus. And we invite you into our midst tonight. We ask that you send your word to us one more time. stay us up in our hearts. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Give us clear directions into the things that you have to walk in to enjoy and to experience at this time. We give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can you help me appreciate, enable, let me just say hello to someone. Thank you for being here tonight. I saw somebody that had not seen a midweek service in a while. I said, uh, when I saw you, my heart leapt for joy. I won't mention anybody. I just looked down so nobody will feel. Because I'm sure it's more than one person in that category. Praise God. Let me ask your neighbor, how has your week been? If you are joining online, how has your week been? I hope you've been having a great week. Hallelujah. You know, in spite of all the negative things that may be going on around us and even the challenges that we may be seeing every day. We can always find a resting place in God. We can always find comfort in God. Hallelujah. And that's why Apostle Paul encouraged the church that the more we see the day approaching, he was talking about the day of the return of the Lord, which will happen sometime in the last days. In the last days we live in, because of all the darkness and the difficulty that will be coming, um, we should not forsake our gathering together, our coming together. Hallelujah. There's a comfort it provides us. Praise God. Um, there's strength we can draw from it, and particularly when we are talking about going forward or pressing forward, we need it. it says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them as they appear before God in Zion and i declare and decree that your strength will be renewed again today in the name of jesus you will be comforted in the name of jesus you will experience help from on high in the name of jesus hallelujah praise god can i hear you declare again tonight i am pressing forward yeah i feel that energy say it one more time i'm pressing forward hallelujah and no matter the forces that are against us, the Bible says greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. The, the Spirit of God that abides in us and everything that the Spirit of God comes with, his power, his wisdom, his might, everything that the Holy Ghost grants us access to that's available to us in, in God is greater than whatever it is. That we are faced with. So, Pharaoh may be great. Pharaoh's army may be great. But the God that is for us is greater. Can I hear a loud amen? And that's a truth we must always remind ourselves of. We must keep going back to that. Keep going back to that. When, um, I believe it was the king of Syria, sent his army to go and arrest Elisha. Because they told him that ah, there's this prophet in Israel that every time you come up with a plan, you and your generals, God will reveal the secrets to him. <laughs> your dreams, God tells him. So he sent an army to go and um, arrest Elisha. And Elisha's servant came out and he saw the hosts of the army of the, of, of the Syrian army. And he was afraid. He was afraid. And that is a natural response. Sometimes when we see things against us, it can trigger fear or we can be intimidated. Then he cried to Elisha. But Elisha knew that, and this is where we all need to come to. he, He knew this simple truth. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If God be for me, who can be against me? He knew that the Host of angels that was with them was greater than the Syrian army that had come against them. And every time I study that story, I talk about that story, I'm always reminded that the Bible did not tell us Elisha saw the angels. He did not need to see them. He only needed to believe. Praise God. And that's so important. He needed to believe. Believe what God had told him. God will never leave him. God will never forsake him. But he prayed for his servant. That God opened his eyes. Interestingly, we're going to talk along that dimension tonight. And God opened the eyes of the servant. And he saw that the angels that were around the mountains that were there for them. Was far greater than the army that was against them. That's such a fundamental truth of scriptures that particularly when we are going through challenges or when we have to press and we are in a time in our world we have to press to get to the other side. We are teaching this aspect, this pressing forward. We said those two words are very operative. Number one, we want to move forward. Number two, that moving forward we require a press. There are forces that are against you, trying to hold you back or keep you down, and there may be obstacles in your way. But if you can always remember and believe and understand and comprehend that what you have going for you is greater than what you have against you, let's just say that they that are for us are more than them that are against us. And the moment the servant could see that, Because his spiritual eyes were open to it, and he could start believing that all of a sudden there was no need to fear anymore. There was no need to fear anymore. I'm going to talk a bit about faith tonight in in, um, what I want to share. And sometimes, particularly this scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Maybe we should start with that text. Put it up for us. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith. I want to say it this way. We advance or we move forward. We press forward by faith. You're going to move forward. The way God wants you to move forward, it's going to require an element of faith. You're going to have to believe some things. going to believe some things. In our prayer time this morning, where one of the things God, or the main thing God led us to pray was that there will be a fulfillment of those things that God has told us. Blessed is she that believes. There will be a fulfillment of those things that have been told her. God says, so shall my word be that comes out of my mouth. It's going to operate like rain. Like the rain falls from the sky and causes the seeds that have been sown into the ground to board and bring forth fruit. Providing seed for the sow and bread for the eater. That is how my word will operate. It will not return to me void. Hallelujah. And it will prosper in the thing that I've sent it. And the way the word of God works, the way the promises of God work is when we believe them. That's like the earth or the soil, receiving the rain into the ground. Believe them. So faith is vital. It's vital to our experience in moving forward. But this is not so people come up with this phrase, blind faith. And you read a text like this, work by faith and not by sight. You may be tempted to think faith is blind. The truth is faith is not really blind. Real Bible faith actually sees, but it does not see with these physical eyes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the way Hebrews 11 defines faith, the evidence of things not seen. So you can be looking at scriptures like that and say, I'm walking with blind faith. No, if you walk with blind faith, you may enter a ditch. However, your faith must know how to be blinded to the Syrian army that you can see with your physical eyes. That's, that's where this is coming from. And be open to see the angels that have encompassed you around the mountain. So when he says we don't walk by sight, it's saying that we are not walking by what we can physically perceive. When we are operating in faith. We are walking by what we can spiritually perceive. We actually need our faith to see. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. If we are going to press forward, we touched on it briefly on Friday, but I want us to drill down on, on Sunday. Let's drill down a bit brother. We, we We press forward with vision. If we are going to press forward, you are going to have to do it with vision. Four things we said we need to plug ourselves into. God is the way Satan is trying to pull us back or keep us down. God wants us to press forward. God wants us to rise higher. And there are forces of God. There's a pull from God for every one of us to advance. God is not folding his hands and saying, "Ah, Pastor T, advance by yourself. No. That's not scriptural. God is doing everything that he can do. And it's really like God has, if you say it that way, you also have to say it with the correct way. God has done everything. Everything that he needs to do in the finished work. But just because we say finished work doesn't mean God is just sitting in heaven and doing nothing. He has finished the work for every one of us to advance, and he's still doing, based on that finished work, what needs to be done for everyone to advance. And all of us must now plug in. We talked about plugging into power, plugging into revelation, plugging into wisdom. Uh, what was the fourth one? Who can remind me? Praise. And praise. This, these are things we exercise, and all these things we do it by faith. You, you, you do it believing, so that you can connect to what God is doing. Praise God. So, let, let's drill down on revelation, or I'm using vision tonight. Vision and revelation go hand in hand. For all intents and purposes, they are the same thing. It's this dimension of seeing what your physical eyes cannot see or seeing beyond your physical eyes or being blinded to what your physical eyes are showing you and opened to what your spiritual eyes can perceive. Vision. Revelation. It's critical in advancing. We walk By a faith that sees beyond what the physical sight can see. Genesis 13, there's this beautiful story here about Abraham and Lot. And it's a story about advancing and moving forward. Genesis chapter 13, and we read from verse 14. And I'm sure you are familiar with this background story. God has started blessing Abraham and Lot that traveled with him by association. Lot too was getting blessed. Very, very important principle here. God obviously wanted to bless Lot as well. It's not that God was against blessing Lot. But Lot's prosperity was hinged on his association with Abraham. And it's important we understand that. Um, Psalm 1 says, "Blessed is the man that does not work in the council of, of the ungodly, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but he, he works with the right people. The company that you associate with can affect how you work in the blessing. And the place where they were was getting too small for them. They needed to advance or move beyond that place, go to another level. Strife was already beginning to, to set in, and Abraham said, "No, let's not strife." So he told lot to choose, and they parted their ways. Verse fourteen now tells us very, very interesting. And the Lord said to Abraham, "God have not changed His name here." After Lot had separated from him, so that physical separation. It's interesting sometimes the things that are contingent on our advancing. It's, look, God was the one that was blessing them. They had gotten to a place where for them to continue to the next level in the blessings individually that they ought to work with, it required a physical separation of they, they needed to separate physically. It did not mean they needed to separate or disconnect spiritually. Particularly, Lot, if anybody needed to understand that, Lord needed to understand, okay, I may have to separate from my uncle. Or the channel of my spiritual blessing, it needed a lot of understanding and humility on his part. But even if I have to go to another place physically, I have to go to another city, I have to go to another nation, I don't have to separate myself or severe the spiritual relationship. Interestingly, Abraham did not severe that relationship. Because you read in chapter 14, when Lot was kidnapped, Abraham still had not covenant sense to leave everything and go and rescue Lot. He was walking the, the right path. But for that next level to happen, that separation was in there. That's why the Bible tells us it was after Lot separated from him. But look at what God told him, which is our focus tonight. Lift up your eyes. And this is physical eyes. Yeah, God is telling him. But beyond his physical eyes, God is teaching us a spiritual concept here. Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Can you help me tell anybody, lift up your eyes from where you are, spiritually, and begin to see. That is our prayer, and I believe that's God's objective for us in tonight's service, to help us to see by faith, spiritually from where you are. Because that ability to see beyond from where you are is necessary for you to be able to advance. If you are still here, shout a loud amen. Praise God. Abraham, this is what you need to do now. At this time, you need to lift up your eyes from now. Your eyes now look from the place where you are. This is your current level This is your current situation. This is your current predicament. And if you really looked at the story, Lot chose the better land. So Abraham was left in the worst condition as it were. But that didn't matter because God had a great plan for Abraham. Can somebody shout God has a great plan for my life? And by the help of his spirit, I am able to see it. From where I am now. now. This is what vision and revelation is all about. Seeing a better place from where you are. God told him, look northward, look southward, look eastward, look westward. For all the land which you see, it's going to be based on what you can see. I called it revelation on Sunday. I'm calling it vision today. They walk hand in hand, actually. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Hallelujah. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth. see This is why you will know from here that God was not telling him to just... Look at the physical terrain. God was actually casting vision before him. I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. It had not happened. It was God's promise to him. God was going to bring it to pass, but God wanted him to be able to see it. I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Hallelujah. And I love what he told him in verse 17, because we are not just asking you to see because we just want you to see. We are not just giving you a binocular, spiritually speaking. We want you to begin to see and then begin to take steps towards what you are seeing. Next verse now says, Arise. Walk in the land through its length and its width. The land that you see, begin to take steps. It's like what he told Moses later on. I have given you the land of this king. I have begin, given you Now, begin to possess it. Begin to contend with them in battle. Reverend George actually dealt a lot with that part, that concept in Summer Blast. When he said, in fact, he said... For most of us in the church today, we have prayed enough. And this time, God is asking us not to just be praying or to be praying. In fact, is that don't pray. Arise. And that's what God was telling Abraham here. One, I want you to see, and we're going to focus more on the vision, but as you begin to see, begin to walk. That's how you're going to move from this place where you are. Now, to also show you and for you to understand what the Bible is trying to teach here, that it wasn't just what you can see physically that God was trying to emphasize to Abraham. Look at what the Bible told us Lot did. Go back to verse verse 10. So Abraham called Lot and said, look, this land is too small for us and my men and your men are strifing. We should not have strife. Again, there are some spiritual things, obviously, when we study the Bible, we say, wow, somehow Abraham understood these things. Well, we know how he understood it. The Spirit of God must have taught him. He understood that ah, I shouldn't walk in strife with my brother. He valued the relationship with his brother. And all those kind of things. We see Abraham practicing hospitality. The other day, Dr. K was talking to us about um experiencing the ministry of angels, that be be mindful to be hospitable to strangers. Because by so doing, many have entertained angels. Abraham did it first. In fact, that was the key that triggered the miracle of Isaac. He entertained strangers. Unknown to him, it was God and two angels that were traveling. I mean, so he must have learned. The Spirit of God must have taught him. And you know that's a pattern of the New Testament. Just a little digression before we continue. First John says that you have an anointing from the Holy One, you know all things. The anointing that you have received abides in you. you don't need anyone to teach you. There's no record that Abraham had any pastor or went to any church, but because of his covenant relationship with God, he just knew certain things. And every believer has that. Am I talking to someone that understands what I'm saying tonight? It's the voice of your conscience. If you are truly born again, there are some things you, no, you shouldn't do this. No, you should do this. We just need to train ourselves and develop ourselves to practicing it more and more. And that's what we see Abraham doing. Look at what the Bible said Lot did. Now, again, verse 14, just before we read verse 10. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lord had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from this place. Look at verse 10. Another lifting up of the eyes. And Lot lifted his eyes. Two kinds of vision. Both of them lifted their eyes. But what the emphasis of Lot. You see that this is what Paul was saying. We walk by faith. Or the vision that comes by faith. Not the vision that comes by sight. That, that, I think that's even a clearer amplified interpretation of Second Corinthians 5.17. Lot practiced the vision of sight. He lifted up his eyes, saw all the land of Jordan that it was, and look at it, it was well watered. It's like someone living in Isaleko, and they are now showing him, Asso Rock will be your next residence. Which one of you will be interested? <laughs> and I love the way the Bible describes it here. Watch, before, before, what, before we read what is in the parentheses. It was well watered everywhere, not some places, like the Garden of the Lord. (laughs) That's the Garden of Eden. Another example, like the land of Egypt. As you go towards Zohar, that looks like Asorok. Or perhaps Washington, D.C. But all the banana island, but look at what is in the bracket. If your Bible is like well, before <laughs> the Lord <laughs> destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. God knew he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, even from this Genesis 14 and 13. Their sin has been piling up. God knows the end from the beginning. The person that is operating in vision by sight is heading towards destruction. Obviously, that wasn't what, so when God told Abraham, look up, not what, he wasn't talking about, don't use your physical eyes. And that's why he said that, I'm going to give you children, you, you can't see that one physically. Like the sand on the sea like the stars, in it. it was, God was telling try and capture what I'm saying. By vision. And as you begin to see what I'm saying to you, now begin to walk in light of what you are seeing. So, Lot got up and headed towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Abram got up and headed somewhere else. Look at verse 17 again. Um, Sorry, verse 18. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the Terram trees in Mamre, which are in Hebron. And he built an altar there to the Lord. So, he he continued in that spiritual journey. That is what we need. That is what you need. And I'm telling you, God can give it to you. Can I hear a loud amen? God can open your spiritual eyes from where you are. God didn't tell him. look, this is not a matter of changing where you are. This is not a matter of lamenting about, ah, Lord has chosen the best land. mm Look, From this place where you are, rather than going by vision of sight, go by vision, spiritual vision. Let me call it vision of faith right now. And based on what I'm showing you, according to my promise to you, your children are going to be like the sand on the seashore. Or like the stars of the sky. Begin to walk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. I want to share with us four things tonight that this kind of vision that God told Abraham to exercise, that perhaps if Lot had stayed connected to Abraham, Abraham may have taught him. Or Abraham, I mean, Lot will have learned it, but Abraham didn't value, I mean, Lot didn't value that kind of vision. What was the kind of vision he valued? What is high could see? But what is high could see? In fact, that's what Paul said here. Look at the way he taught it. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Let's look at that text again. Second Corinthians chapter 4. You will see that what happened to Lot was what Paul was teaching us here. Second Corinthians 4 um, verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. You see, this faith or this kind of vision is not blind faith or vision that can't see. You can actually see something. Abraham was seeing children like the sand on the seashore or like the stars of the sky. He he, he couldn't, if you ask Abraham, show me these children physically, I can't show you. But I can see it. That's what we'll have told you. How can you see it? God said it to me. I have a word. And that word is fueling my vision. I can't see my healing, but I can see in the word that by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. That's the kind of vision that we need to have. I can't see my breakthrough, but I can see that. The hand of the Lord is helping me to press forward. You you have a scripture you are are standing on. I can't see my riches yet, but I can see that Jesus became poor so that I can be rich. And you are you are allowing that word to fuel vision that physical eyes cannot see. That's what we need. Somebody said that's what I need. And we now need to be able to walk, you you take a scripture, you walk the length, the depth, the breadth, the height, northward, southward, eastward, westward of it. Like when Paul was praying for the Ephesians, he said that you may know the love of God, the length, the depth, the breadth, the height of it. You walk the length of it. You explore that word by the vision that is coming from the promise you have. Not just by what we can see in the physical. We look not at the things that are seen. Because they can look good and glitter before God rains judgment. Like Sodom and Gomorrah. But we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. And the things which are based on God's promise to us, based on God's word to us, that are not seen with the physical sight, they are the real things. They are eternal. We don't have Sodom and Gomorrah on a map today. But we are still talking about the blessings of Abraham today. Hallelujah. So the, the promises of God... Again, back to what God was telling us to pray about this morning, so shall my word be. If I have given you a word, it will be fulfilled. And you need to, this is another thing I want to say about vision, you need to press into it. If I go back a few verses, because really that's what Apostle Paul was was dealing with. If you read the whole chapter, he was talking about the challenges they had in ministry. All the problems they had in their ministry. You can bring it to where you live, the challenges you have in your marriage, the challenges you have spiritually, the challenges you might have concerning your health. How, how do you deal with those kind of things? How do you press forward? How do you advance out of those kind of things? One of the major things you are going to need is vision or revelation. You need to be able to see something beyond where you are that will empower you to press. Because it's going to require a press. Verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart. Even though we have challenges, I won't have time to read the previous verses, but things are happening that want us to lose heart. Things that are trying to weigh us down. Hold us back. Keep us from advancing. Keep us from rising But we do not lose heart. Even though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light afflictions. So, we are experiencing afflictions, but we are deeming them as light. We are not denying them, but we see them as light compared to what God is showing us. Ah, my children will be like the sand on the seashore. Ah, that lot took the best part of the land is is small, is light. But you will only be able to call it light if you can see something else. Somebody shout, I have vision and revelation from the Lord. Hallelujah. Our light affliction is working for us, a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory because we can see. That's what it is saying, because we have vision. We can see. And because we can see, we are pressing forward. Praise God. I am pressing forward. I can hear you say I'm pressing forward. forward. All right. Quickly, this kind of vision, look at these four components that are needed. Let's take our text from Habakkuk chapter 2. They are all there. Habakkuk chapter 2 from verses 1 to 4. I want us to see four things there that makes this kind of vision a reality for us. Some of these things are things we've discussed before, but it bears repeating. Habakkuk 2, 1 to 4. How can I have and develop this kind of vision? The, the vision I need to press forward. I'm talking about pressing forward with vision. I will stand my watch and set myself on my rampart and I will watch to see or I will pray to see. The, the first component that needs to be oppression in our lives to have this kind of vision is that we need to be prayerful or watchful or spiritual. I will use many synonyms, um, be sensitive in the spirit. I'm going to stake my position, stand on my watch. Watching there is talking about waiting on the Lord, but Jesus talked about watching and praying. Talked about prayer. I will set myself on my rampart to watch, to see. I, I want to be able to hear from God. To watch, to see what he will say to me This is how you you really, real Bible vision really comes out of a place of intense fellowship and prayer with God. Real, sustainable Bible vision. The one that we'll be talking about 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. The one we can pass on to children's children. The one that is eternal. Like the one Abraham caught. it comes from what abacok is saying here Watch to see what he will say to me and what i will answer when i'm corrected so there's this posture you take in the spirit you are prayerful you are sensitive you are spiritual you can hear from god like abram heard from god when god said after lord departed now look northward look southward look eastward look westward as for the land you can as far as your eyes can see I will give to you and your children. And I'm not talking about physical land. I'm talking about the promise I made to you that your children will be like the sand on the seashore. That hearing that kind of thing, seeing that kind of thing, comes from being watchful. Hallelujah. Many scriptures talk to us about that. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, call upon me. And I will do what? Answer you. And in answering you, I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know of. That's vision there. I'm going to reveal things to you. I'm going to show you things. I'm going to answer you, but you call upon me. Take your rampart. Abba called it. Take your posture. If we are going to have the vision that will enable us to press forward, Against everything that is trying to hold us back, we have to take that posture, that prayerful, spiritual, sensitive, watching to hear and see, including watching to be corrected, watching to be rebuked. Somebody shout, I hear. Second Corinthians, sorry, first Corinthians chapter two, verse nine again, verses nine and ten. As it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It has not entered the hearts of men, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But God reveals them by his spirit. And he later said in that text that it is the spiritual person that can compare spiritual things with spiritual. A kinder person cannot receive spiritual things. I'll give you one more scripture that Del talks about that. Daniel 2 verse 19, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. The king said, you must tell me my dream. And then you must tell me the interpretation. Every other magician said, hey, only the gods can reveal that. Daniel said, don't worry, give us time. Called his friends, let's go and wait upon God. Let's go and take our position on our ramparts. And watch to see. And as they did that, the vision. Somebody say, I receive visions and revelation. This season in Jesus' name. And of course, Daniel and his friends, they move forward after that. They got promoted. So, the first component we must have here, if we want to develop this kind of vision, is... Prayer. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 to 4 is talking about vision. I'm watching to see what it will say. Number 2, verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said to me, Write the vision. Make it plain upon tablets that he may run that reads it. Write the vision. So not only must we be prayerful if we want to develop this kind of vision that will help us to press forward, we must also work with understanding, and we must be ready to receive instructions. We can say this. We must also apply wisdom. But I want to use the word understanding and instruction today. You, what God is showing you, must be properly interpreted. Ah, people have caught vision, no. Oh, but they misinterpreted it. It's not that they didn't see what God was showing them. It's not that they didn't hear what God was telling them, but there was no understanding. We we, we studied Proverbs 4. This is what Paul said, get wisdom. And he said, you know you're getting, get understanding. There must be a capacity within us to interpret properly what God is telling us. So we must be able to interpret it, write that vision down. So that both us and anybody that is going to run with what God is telling us, they must be able to see it clearly. That he may run, that reads it. Nobody can run with a vision. Both the visionary, the person that caught the vision, and the visioner, the person that the visionary is communicating the vision to. You can't run with something you can't understand. Imagine if when God showed Abraham what God was telling him. And Abraham thought God was talking about physical land. Do you know somewhere, somehow, when God said from where you are, north, south, east, west, that included the, the Sodom and Gomorrah that Lot has captured for himself. Then Abraham said, God has spoken to me. I'm king's word everywhere. <laughs> Lot, before I said you can choose, but yesterday night the Lord spoke to me. North, south, east, west. And I like this green. This is my land too. So I'm coming there. But he had understanding. He knew God wasn't talking about physical land. He knew God wasn't talking about physical I love the way the book of Hebrews talked about the faith of the patriarchs. He said when they died, they didn't have any land or nation to themselves. But they passed on division to their children. They knew God wasn't talking about physical land. Even though the promise said, I will give you land. They knew it was beyond physical land that God was talking about. They had an understanding. That they were able to, he said that they died without fully receiving it, but they, but they were able to communicate it to children. Joseph convinced the children of Israel to carry his bones out of Egypt because this is not the place. And it wasn't there when the generation that left Egypt, they, they passed it down. They had an understanding. Get vision. I mean, get wisdom, but with your wisdom, get understanding. There must be a way, a capacity, and it's again, we develop it. The same way the Spirit of God will help us to see, and that's so important. I'm not asking you to go and sit down and try to see by yourself. I'm asking you to be prayerful and allow God to open your eyes. I'm asking you to believe God for understanding, to interpret what you are seeing and what you are hearing. See, part of it was when God told Abraham, Start walking the land. Sometimes you understand things through practice. Test He said, Test the spirits. Test the spirits. People have misinterpreted what they had. One major area where this misinterpretation plays out is in the third thing we need, the third capacity we need. And that capacity is patience. Verse 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. So that I'm showing you this thing today doesn't mean it is for today. And that even takes understanding. The vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end. It's interesting he said at the end, not in the middle and not at the beginning. At the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not hurry. So the the person that is going to press forward must have a capacity to be patient with what you have had. Joseph told the chief butler, when you get to the palace, remember me. And two years are to go by. And those two years, they they didn't become a two-year frustration. You know, one area where frustration starts for you is when you think by now I should be here and it hasn't happened. And that's now frustrating you because you know what God has told you. You know what you have heard. You know what you have seen. You know what you have confessed. You know what you have prayed. But frustration steps in when you are not ready to mix patience with what you are seeing and what you are hearing. Hallelujah. He said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. But he said, ask in faith. Because God will give you that wisdom, liberally, you are bread not. Earlier on, he said that the trial of your faith does what? Works patience. But you should allow that patience to have its what? Perfect work that may be complete lacking nothing hallelujah be patient praise god and the fourth one is where we started from we need faith we need faith you need to start acting on what god is telling you behold verse 4 the proud Behold the proud, or look at the proud. His soul is not upright within him, but the just shall live by his faith. After God shows you what he shows you, or reveals to you what he reveals to you. Blessed is she that believes there will be a performance of the things that have been told of the Lord. Hallelujah. I love the way the Bible described what Mary did after all those experiences. She said, Mary took all those things and she pondered upon them in her heart. She carried them in her heart for a while. And all through the journey of Jesus, from the time she conceived him, the Bible kept showing us snippets and pictures of how she applied her faith. So she came to that wedding in the Cana of Galilee. He had not done any major miracle then, but she had confidence in him. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. At the crucifixion, when all these disciples were running helter Skelter, Mary was there. John was there. In the upper room, after Jesus had died, when they were waiting for the coming of the promise of the Lord, Mary was with the apostles. She mixed faith with what she had. Hallelujah. So, when we say God giving us vision and we need it to press forward, we must mix faith with what we are hearing. Because it doesn't necessarily mean... In fact, the simple truth is, when you look at... I I love the story of both Mary and Apostle Paul. I mean, the kind of visions they got. So, the angel appeared to Mary... You are going to give birth you're going to conceive a child and the child are going to give birth to his god but if you look at their life experiences in fact the bible told us that many of the things mary went through it tore her heart they were not necessarily palatable but she had to press hallelujah press by faith and even though things they did not plan for happened along the way They didn't give up on what God told them. The same thing with Apostle Paul. In fact, Apostle Paul was very interesting. God told him that you are going to suffer many things for me. But they still held on to what God called them and what God showed them and they pressed into it. Glory be to God. And that's why he's warning us here that instead of pride, we should embrace faith. So these four things, please, let's look at them again as, as we wrap up this morning. We, 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 we need God, and this is the main thing for tonight. We're just going to take a few minutes to pray. You, whoever you are, wherever, you need God to show you something. And not just for now, to keep showing you something. Somebody say, Lord, show me something. Come on, say, Lord, show me something. Lord, reveal something to me. Now, that something does not necessarily have to be something you have not had before. Genesis 13, what God told Abraham in that experience was what he had told him before. Your children are going, God always used two examples, stand of the seashore, stars in the sky. He always used that. And you will see all through Abraham's experience, the promise never changed. But from time to time, God will give him fresh vision. God will repeat what he had told him. And that will give Abraham strength again and the capacity to press forward. So it doesn't have to be something you've not had before. Are you with me tonight? But, sir, you need to see. You need to see. And it will come in the place of prayer. We will do well to develop understanding and clear instructions. You know about Isaac's story. He wanted to go to Egypt. God said, no, stay here. Stay here. Instruction. Stay here. I'm going to bless you in this land then we need patience. Patience. And whatever it is we hear and we see, we need to mix it by faith. Praise God forevermore. Can we rise on our feet? Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you. Please let me look at a neighbor tonight and say God will answer you tonight. God will answer you this season. Let me tell somebody, as God will hear your call, God will hear your prayer, he will answer you, and he will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. How many people can believe the word of the Lord tonight? Please look at me very carefully before we begin to pray. That God has prepared for you things that eyes have not seen, things that ears have not heard, and things that have not entered into the hearts of men. Can you believe that God has prepared great and mighty things for you tonight? Hallelujah. And I tell you, it's the fulfillment of those things that are going to move you forward. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. But from where you are tonight, like Abraham, you need to begin to see. Lift up your hand to God and say, Heavenly Father, I call upon you right now. Open my eyes, open my ears, open my heart. Let me begin to see the things you are prepared for me. Let me get fresh vision, fresh revelation for this season. Vision that will help me to advance and to press forward in the name of Jesus. Can you open your mouth and just begin to pray? I will set myself upon my rampart. And I will watch to see what he will say to me and how I will answer when I am corrected. I will see God's face. I will see God's face. I will ask God to open my eyes. I will ask God to help me to lift up my eyes so that I can see northward, southward, eastward, westward. Every corner of God's promise for my life, the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height Help me to see, Father. Help me to see. Help me to see what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what have not entered into the hearts of men great and mighty things that you are prepared for me because I love you and because you love me. Help me to see into your promises. Help me to see into your prophecies over my life. Help me to see your word that will not return to you void. Help me to see. Help me to see. Help me to see. Help me to see. Help me to see beyond what my physical eyes can reveal to me. Help me to see and comprehend more and more your word to me, your promises to me. Oh, the prophecy over my life this season. What I need to see to advance. Open my eyes, oh God, I pray. Open my eyes, open my eyes, open the eyes of my heart. Let me see, open my ears, let me hear. Enlarge my heart so that I can understand and interpret appropriately what you are revealing to me. I tell you, you can see from where you are. It doesn't matter how deep in the valley you are. When God opens your eyes, you will be able to see. It doesn't matter how far beyond, behind you are. When God opens your eyes, you will begin to see. It doesn't matter how many opportunities you've lost, how many people have taken advantage of you. Lot took advantage of Abraham, but it didn't stop him from seeing what God wanted him to see. Oh, In this season, in this nation, in this city, right from where I am, northward, southward, eastward, westward, I lift up my eyes. Father, help me to see. Help me to see. Help me to see. In the name of Jesus. One more prayer tonight just before we close. And perhaps this is the more important prayer. I want to take you back again to what Reverend George said at summer blast. He said, many of us are praying too much. That when God tells us to advance, God is now telling you it's time to move. So God told Abraham, arise and begin to walk the land. That's an act of your faith. So this is the prayer you're going to pray. You're going to ask God to grant you Confidence. And you make up your mind as you pray that from today you're going to begin to take steps, no matter how small. No matter, listen to me, sometimes you will not see until you begin to take the first step. I'm telling you, you will not see what God wants you to see until and some people you will not see until you take the second step by faith. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etal Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, first bank bus stop off kudarat Abiola Way Argun, Lagos. Email KMIAfrica at Telephone 234-810-0000640.